Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for tuning in to ALR PRA Law Talk Radio. I'm your host, Nick Augustine. This show is produced by ALR PRA Incorporated, a global law practice management agency headquartered downtown Chicago, Illinois, and serving greater Chicago, Los Angeles, New York, and Washington, D.C. We also connect domestic and international law firms for international legal issues. At ALR PRA, we help manage our clients' business so they can spend more time practicing law. Our primary activities are law firm public relations, marketing, and credentialing. We also offer a wide variety of practice management services to help you with all the back-end business of managing a law firm. Today's guest is Mary Erlane. She is the president of Peak Marketing and Sales Incorporated and serves as the executive vice president of the Leadership Management Institute Riverside, LMI Riverside. Mary is a business coach who specializes in, among other things, leadership for women in business. Mary is the facilitator of the Peak Workshops and is a co-facilitator of the Entrepreneurs Group in Chicago. Links to some websites, we have www peakmsi.com which is p-e-a-k-m-s-i.com and also please visit the linkedinworkshops.net www.linkedinworkshops.net we have a great show for you this afternoon and we invite your caller questions either by email directly at nick at alrpra.com with law talk radio in the subject line or please call in by dialing area code 917-889-9732 and press an option one to be placed in the caller queue telephone number again is 917-889 sorry 917-889-9732 option one for the caller queue by way of disclaimer, this is a general information program, and the advice shared on this show does not constitute legal advice, and results may vary based on your facts and location. Communication with attorneys on this show does not give rise to an attorney-client relationship, and if you need further legal assistance, please consult with an attorney in your area. This programming is politically neutral and objective, and counterpoints to views expressed on our show are welcome. ALRPRA Incorporated does not necessarily endorse the opinions expressed by guests on this program. Finally, all callers remain confidential and all rights to this broadcast are reserved by ALRPRA Incorporated. Before we get to our show today, we have a couple announcements to read. First, I'll let you know that the International Software and technology law firm of Marcus Stephen Harris LLC presents their next software licensing webinar on February 15, 2011. Negotiating software licenses is a complicated process that takes knowledge and skill. Changing technology and new methods for software development and delivery have changed the game. The consequences of getting it wrong can be severe. This webinar will focus on understanding software licenses, their background, and how to maximize your rights while minimizing your risks during the negotiation process. For more information about Marcus Stephen Harris, LLC, please visit www.mshtechlaw.com. And if you would like to attend the webinar, you can find a link on the law firm's blog under their publications tab. Additionally, as ALRPRA is promoting this event, you can email me for more information. And again, my email is nick at ALR. PRA.com. Thanks for passing this information on to others about these events. Now, as for today's content, 
Mary Elaine will be talking to us about effective personal productivity. Most of us use, use less than 10% of our true potential, and at the heart of all achievement, you'll find productive people practicing effective behaviors. None of us are born with behaviors that are 100% effective. We all learn by trial and error, and some learn from those experienced faster than others. Another change is our past conditioning. We all come with, to the workplace with different past conditioning, some good, some bad. So let's listen to Mary and learn how to unlock our potential. Mary, how are you doing today? I'm great, Nick. How are you? I'm good. I'm glad to have you back on the show, and I am looking forward to hearing how we can all be more productive. Great. So let's start talking about personal productivity or in the effective personal productivity. And I know that the uh, the tagline for our show, I, I don't have it up in front of me right now, but it was uh, effective versus efficient. Can you talk a little bit about what you mean by that? When I hear about efficiency, and oftentimes people want to be more efficient, and that really for me the way I define that and the way um, LMI defines that is that ability to do things right. Okay, so we're, we're doing. And if, if we think about that, we could be doing in, in our cleaning of our desk and we could be doing that very well. But is that really effective? When we're doing things effectively, we're doing things right in the right priority. To be effective is really to be able to prioritize and plan out our day to be doing the next right things. So we start our day with the activities that actually drive us income and we'll we'll get into those um, a little bit later. So that's a simple um, definition of efficient and effective and then one other layer to that would be personal management and what I define personal management is is what we're doing when no one else is looking. You know, it's our ability to be able to manage our responsibilities, manage our time, plan our time, and not necessarily have to be directed by somebody else, but that we take our own personal responsibility to do the things we need to be doing and doing them effectively. Now, Mary, can you tell us a little bit about the workshops and the organization and what it is uh, that how these are organized so our uh, so people know what we're talking about and why we're discussing some of these? Sure. Uh, first, we'll start with the organization. Um, Leadership Management International, which I will refer to as LMI, is a 50-year-old organization started by Paul J. Meyer. Uh, Paul, the founder... Uh, was instrumental in really helping develop the talents and abilities of people inside companies. That's what he was passionate about. He developed the LMI process by which anything we do is built upon that process. And and, um, you mentioned one aspect of it earlier in conditioning. A couple things that I can explain is the LMI process um, has two components, and that is first developing the total person. We do not want to develop individuals who are just the best business people and the most successful business people while all other aspects of their life fall apart. So when we're looking at a total person, we take in six different aspects of their life 
and we work on putting a plan of action together in those areas. The areas being financial and career, which would take into account the business, Uh, family and home, physical and health, mental and educational, spiritual and ethical, and social and cultural. We call it the Wheel of Life, which is a trademarked um, piece uh, from, from Paul Meyer. So we will work on goals in each of those areas of life. And then we look at the total leader. We want to develop leaders, whether it's the leader, the CEO of a company, or it's developing the personal leadership of an employee inside that company. That's what we uh, look to do. And that is the very foundational piece of that is what we're talking about today. That's being effectively um, productive. Then when we layer into that, we look at personal leadership. In order for us to lead others, we first have to really develop our own personal leadership styles. And once we've done that, we bring in the next layer, and that's motivational leader leaders. And when we develop effective motivational leadership in individuals, now we can lead an organization. Once we can now motivate people, now we need direction and strategy. We need that North Star and that strategic leadership. So that defines really what LMI does. And today we're talking more about the personal productivity side where um, we work with... um, individuals in organizations, typically starting at the top, and we go through the components, which we'll get into in um, a little bit, I'm sure, but right now, the, the reason why we're talking about this is, on average, it's about an hour and a half a day that people are nonproductive. Now, I'm sure your question is going to be, well, of course, they're they're on Facebook, they're on the Internet, they're texting. No, I'm not talking about that. That's additional time lost. This is just somebody who gets in their chair or at their job in the in the morning and when they check out in the evening, how they were able to be productive in their day. Through whatever the process that they have, there is an hour and a half loss due to the inability to be to understand truly how to be effective and productive in their job. When you factor in all that Facebooking and Internet and things, just imagine. Now, those are hard dollars. Those are measurable dollars. Pay somebody $10 an hour, it's between three and $4,000 a year. We're losing based just on that lost productivity. That can be crushing when you multiply times how many employees or what your employees truly make. So that's, that is... Um, that is the crucial factor is that we're not putting the measurement in place on what we're losing per employee per day. And what our program does is addresses that so you can regain some of that time back per employee. Excellent. Now, when we look at the nature of productivity and things during the day, what types of things will effective personal productivity uh, look at? What What is it? Uh, can you describe uh, in further detail some of the efficient versus effective 
components of your course? Well, first, we we need to define that nature of of really what is productivity. And um, we explore and increase a heightened level of awareness of, of where people are, are truly at. Then um, we really help people um, begin to put goals on paper because that's probably one of the first reasons why time is just slipping away is we do not have crystallized, clearly defined goals. Now, we may have loosely formed goals, we may have a to-do list, we may have thoughts and ideas in our mind, but when we have clearly defined goals and action steps, think of like a GPS, do we just wander aimlessly around trying to find where we're going? (laughs) No, they're installing GPS on cars on a regular basis because people want to get from here to there without getting lost in the most efficient and effective manner in the quickest way possible. That's a GPS. Think of it this way. That's what effective personal productivity is doing. It's putting that GPS on how we can effectively get through our day and get the most out of our day without getting lost. So it's, it's clearly defined goals and action steps. We have to understand, as you well know, one of our my favorite words are high payoff activities. What am I supposed to be spending my time on? What drives income in my particular position? So so we get goals um, in place in all those areas of life I talked about. We look at controlling our priorities. We look at interruptions, um, communication, being effective in our communication. And we have a lot of tools as a trade to really help um, put put kind of um, uh, some purpose and, and around our communication. Um, empowering the team. That's not controlling the team. That's not whipping the team. It's really empowering the team um, and getting the team. Because if we can get other human beings on our side, um, I talk about the horses. You know, one horse can pull 4,000 pounds. You strap two together, they can pull 11,000. Why is that? Is it because the other horse pulls the other 7,000 pounds? No. When you put two horses together, they can work effectively and pull that much more weight. Same thing with human beings. And then finally, the productivity throughout the entire team. How do we delegate effectively? Um, (laughs) That's an overview, and we can get a little, we can kind of unpack this a little further. Sure, sure. Mary, before we go to our first commercial break, can you tell us uh, or give some examples uh, without you know, listing names, testimonials, what some people have said about your program or what some of the effects have been? Um, probably the, the shining example inside of a business and, and um, would be a company that, um, because of the nature of the economy, lost a significant amount, you know, had about a 25 to 30% loss in, in revenue. However, they remained profitable, and they attribute that um, to some factors, one of them being this program and putting their key employees, um, everybody except um, a machine shop, other than the machine shop supervisor, all the um, critical um key employees other than the the machinist yet were still working. 
have been through this and they attribute their profitability remaining the highest that it ever has without laying off an employee, they attribute much of that through the planning and the processes that they've worked with with um, LMI. That's probably one organization that I think is a shining testament to the fact that you can weather the storm of this economy and still remain profitable. And how you can do that is um, through actually developing and investing in your people. Wonderful story, Mary. We're going to pause for a commercial break, and then we'll be right back to learn more about the effective personal productivity program offered by LMI Riverside. Our first commercial sponsor is a law office of Nancy K. Ducharme. Your business may be exposed to liability if your marketing materials and slogans infringe on another's intellectual property. When you need the right legal services to advance your creativity and guard against trademark infringement, call the law office of Nancy K. Ducharme. Attorney Nancy K. Ducharme brings big law firm experience and reputation to her intellectual property law firm, serving national corporate clients in the areas of trademark, copyright, internet law, and advertising law. You can find the law office of Nancy K. Ducharme by visiting nkdlaw.com and also by searching for the law office of Nancy K. Ducharme on Facebook. The law office of Nancy K. Ducharme is there to help you with your advertising copy review. Get in touch with Nancy today by visiting nkdlaw.com. Next, we have an announcement from Mary Erlane, our guest today. Mary Erlane works to help professionals learn the skill of connecting the dots and removing barriers. On March 15, 2011, from 8 to 9.30 a.m., Mary will conduct a hands-on Leadership for Women workshop for women rainmakers and leaders in business. This event will be held in the large boardroom at ALRPRA's facility at 35 East Wecker Drive, and ALRPRA is sponsoring your registration fees, making this a free event. Come and enjoy a light breakfast and enjoy this pragmatic and acclaimed executive leadership workshop. Space is limited, so register today by emailing nick at alrpra.com with women rainmakers and business leaders in the subject line if you'd like to reserve your complimentary seat at this workshop. ALRPRA is a Chambers Executive Suite's tenant, and we'd like to thank Chambers for co-sponsoring this event. Now back to our Law Talk radio program. We do encourage our listeners to call in with any questions. Please dial area code 917-889-9732 and press option 1 to be placed in the caller queue. Questions or comments can also be submitted through the comment section on our webpage, alrpra.com. A note to our callers, if you are listening to this show through the Internet, please turn your speakers down when you call in so that we can avoid feedback. Mary, back to you and back to our programming on effective personal productivity. Um, Mary, I appreciate your uh, description during the first segment on how the course works and some wonderful success stories. Can we look a little bit uh, further into the logistics? Uh, how, how does the course work if someone out there listening wants to sign up? What are the options? Is it a live course that they attend? Is it online? What are their options? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, simply put, yes. Um, let me explain. The program can be delivered in, in three ways. The first would be a webinar, and we can deliver either the um, the four- or nine-week version, and I'll explain that in a moment, via the webinar. And we use GoToMeeting or a conference call with a GoToMeeting to be able to do that. The second way we would do it would be live, 
in a, a local area, perhaps Chicago, the western suburbs, where we'll bring um, a group of people together and we will um, deliver that in two-hour sessions. And then the third could be in-house inside an organization where all the participants are from the same company. And we would also work on an overarching um, company goal so that all the goals, the financial and career goals that the people within the group are working on would all tie into that getting that goal. So those would be the three methods. How we deliver this is this is not during that two-hour session, whether it's webinar or live. This is not um, me teaching anything. You know, the learning that the modules that people are learning, they're learning independently um, through listening and reading. Every week we work on a seven-day goal, so the information that people are reading and listening to, they then in turn apply that. And so when people come together in that two-hour session, they're coming to share what is their best ideas. How did you apply them and what were the results? So people begin to empower and learn from each other because um, no one person or two people can have the same idea. So we end up getting a lot of best practices and a lot of creativity um, and a lot of motivation going on from the group sharing their success stories or sometimes their challenges and they help each other. Um, we set goals and um, small, those seven-day goals. Um, we gain accountability, and then we set some new goals. And then we begin to stretch that learning a little bit, whatever it is that we're talking about. In addition, we have a mentor. So we have that troubleshooting, that um, that one-to-one -one time. It could be with a facilitator like me, or it could be with their their supervisor or next in charge you know, inside their organization or or a buddy that they uh, they trust and that can help them. And what that does is it kind of, those slight edge adjustments that can make all the difference in the world. So we add some additional coaching and mentoring um, in between our sessions. Um, and then the um, there's a goals management system called My Time. And it may it may look like a day timer. It may, um, but it it doesn't. You know, it's like they say, it looks like a duck, quacks like a duck. It's a duck. No, it's not really a duck. It's a goals management system, not just a, a timing and a calendar. It really has that ability to um, track and measure our achievement throughout the um, the process. Uh, it's it's something I, I can't live without um, because I, I will attribute much of my success to having taken this program and then continuing with the uh, all that I've learned and I continually apply it going forward. I don't live without tracking my goals. I don't live without um, having clearly defined goals in my business and personal life. So that's a bit about the application. Um, the reason we have a four, um, a four, or I'm sorry, a six-week, I correct myself, a six-week or a nine-week program, the six-week would be for people that do not have employees or people that are direct, they're directly supervised. They could be the solo entrepreneurs um, or a solo practice attorney as an example. 
the nine week would be for somebody who is in a, a place in the supervisory role of some sort or fashion because those last two modules, the empowering the team and the productivity of the team, if you don't have a team just yet, they, they're a little bit, um, they're, they're really not applicable um, to somebody who is in a solo practice. Does that make sense? It does. Now, when you go in-house, can you describe a little what that would look like? Can you give us a, a hypothetical situation of where it would be, what, how many people might attend, um, how hands-on this would be? In, in any of our in any of our groups, whether they're in-house, live, or online, we we do not want more than eight people because we we want everybody to have that time and that space to be able to have a voice in their own learning process. Now, in-house, um, typically we would take groups of up to eight people, and um, generally there's a lot of mentoring in, within the organization. So they're, they're um, next in charge, whoever would supervise them or they <clears throat> answer to um, would be their mentors. Um, all of the goals, the goal-setting sessions that we do, the assessments that we do in advance, um, we didn't really talk much about the assessment, but there is a, um, an assessment called the Achiever that talks about mental acuity and personality dimensions Inside of an organization, um, we will actually have a session with all of the people so that they all understand what are their strengths, what are their areas of development, where are they very much alike, where are they maybe um, different. Begin to bridge those those differences. That's part of empowering the team is really understanding who is the team in the first place. So that would be a first piece. Goals will be done individually, but we will also do some goal setting as a group because as a group, again, we have this overarching company goal. Usually has something to do with growth, revenue, profit, um, number of clients, something having to do with growth of an organization. You know, Nick, what is your piece? Mary, what is your piece? Sally, what is your piece? John, what is your piece? And we really need to break that goal down and understand how each individual takes a piece, in a sense, of a pie and what are they working on to move this company forward. And all of those results are then tracked. Mary, one of the things that we talk a little bit about um, and we have actually another show coming up um, later in the month on this idea that there will be a max exodus of employees in the workforce after the economy continues to pick up and people have chances to move around. So I know we did a show some months back um, you know, on that succession planning topic. How does the EPP program uh, dovetail with succession planning? Well, two things that come to mind. Um, more may come to mind given a little time, but the first thing that comes to mind is, you know, for some organizations it may be too late. Um, you know, whatever has happened, it, it may be too late and those employees, when things happen, they'll leave. Um, but the other thing that may happen, if it's not too late, 
the critical factor is employees want to feel appreciated. That's the number one thing. It's not about the money. It's about feeling appreciated. They've done studies over and over again, and that's always what comes up. If we invest something even, you know, this is not a uh, a terribly, this is not an expensive program when you're looking at um, the loss of time that you're, you're, you're um, in, in terms of dollars on productivity per employee, um, to be able to get that back um, can can be huge for a company. So actually investing and developing your people could retain them. In the world of succession planning, um, we talked some months ago, and your company, anybody's company is, is evaluated on, you know, what are their assets? And the human capital is the number one asset they're going to really look at. It's how much is your company worth minus the owner. Um, and the more you can invest in developing your people, the higher the value of their company is. Also, the greater success for a business owner who has a highly developed, um, or I should say the buyer, who is looking at a company that has a highly effective and productive team, a team that is empowered and works together, um, an environment and a culture of mentorship as opposed to competition and, and several other negative factors. It's a more attractive company as well as it has a better chance of not failing because, unfortunately, there is a very critically high number of companies that fail in merger and acquisition, much of it having to do with... Um, having to do with uh, the organization and how effective it was minus the original owner. Does that answer? It does. So, uh, you know, succession planning is such an interesting topic. So hard for so many to, people to wrap their uh, brains around <clears throat> the idea of having a small company and then growing it organically. We don't. We never know when our next product or our next service is going to take off, and especially where other people seem to really drive and determine our brands, as we move through business, we'll see different opportunities. So by going through assessments, it seems like we might be able to spot the things that aren't uh, that are staring us in the face, but we can't see yet. Exactly. And that's why for me to be able to understand who I'm going to be working with in this program or for that matter any other, I really need to understand how does this person learn? Are are they somebody that gets a, a hello or do they need a little bit of time? In order for me to be an effective facilitator, in order for me to be an effective coach, I need to really understand who is it that I am coaching because I'm not exactly like them, and I would do a disservice to them if I made assumptions. And and <clears throat> there have been times where we think people are one way, when in reality the fact is they're overcompensating for the fact that they're the opposite. You know, some people that are very hard, edgy people, underneath that is an extremely sensitive person putting up a front. And in reality, it's really where the honest part is, is the extremely sensitive person, and that's that's who I need to coach to. 
Mary, thank you so, for making that that distinction because that may be many of our attorneys in our audience who need to have their uh, attorney personality on when in court or working with clients or opposing counsels, yet uh, the actual human being inside running a business, feeding the family, keeping things going, feeding associates, maybe a whole, maybe a different person than what we see on the outside. I have a client who's exactly like that. In in my current classroom situation, um, he he shows up with the sensitive side because it's a very safe and confidential environment. But um, I know there's another side to him that needs to be presented um, to protect his, his clients on their behalf. Um, I don't coach to that side. I coach to the individual who, who shows up to my class. Wonderful. We'll be back in a, after, our, uh, after our break. We'll talk a little bit more about effective versus, versus efficient. Mary, what maybe what we could do is sort of make a, make a chart or a flow chart or a list uh, and try to conceptualize, again, effective versus efficient and really drive that home. Uh, again, our title of our show was Effective Personal Productivity, Effective Versin- Versus Efficient, The Price You Pay. Now to uh, our, some commercial sponsors and daily legal news. Uh, first, our daily legal news today comes from the Amlaw Daily. This article is from The Careerist. Harvard's, Harvard Law Review's news editor, posted by Vivia Chen, February 10, 2011. Text reads, could Mitch Reich be the first openly gay president of the United States one day? Well, if history is any clue, it's possible. Harvard Law School just announced that Reich, a second-year law student, has been elected president of Harvard Law Review, the first openly gay person to lead the journal in its 125-year history. President Obama, as you might know, was the first black person to head the school's law review back in 1990, so being the first to lead the prestigious journal is a fine feather in anyone's cap, potentially openly some mighty big doors in the future. Reich has politics in his blood. The Harvard Crimson reports that he served as student body president at Dalton, a private school in Manhattan, campaigned for former New York Governor Elliot Spitzer and President Obama, and interned with New York Senator Charles Schumer. And this comes from the AMLAW Daily News. Again, you can get all your daily legal news from all over the globe at the AMLAW Daily Legal News. Uh, also, a commercial sponsor message from Get Clients Now, Jim Thompson. Are you a solo practitioner or do you work in a small law firm and want to get more clients now? If this sounds like you, then there's a seasoned attorney and marketing coach you need to talk to. His name is Jim Thompson, and his program called Get Clients Now will help you take the crucial steps towards increasing your law firm's revenues. The Get Clients Now program employs various time-honored techniques to help you attract new business and encourage referrals. Jim is a monthly guest on our Law Talk radio programs every Thursday of the month, and after returning from a fulfilling career as a trial lawyer, Jim now focuses his time on helping other attorneys get more clients. To learn more about Jim Thompson and the Midwest Consulting Group, please visit MidwestConsultants.net and also check out his testimonials on Facebook by searching Get Clients Now. ALRPRA strongly endorses the Get Clients Now program and understands the personal accountability component of this course. You can get in touch with Jim Thompson today by visiting MidwestConsultants.net. 
Now back to our programming. Let us remind our listeners to call in with any questions through the telephone number 917-889-9732, option 1 to be placed in the caller queue. Also, for questions or comments, you can submit those through the comment section on our page at ALRPRA.com. Please share this broadcast links with people in your social networks, as many people find our shows through their friends on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. We thank you for all your support in advertising this programming. Now back to Mary Erlane. Mary, before the break, I mentioned the effective versus efficient and the price you'll pay. I have a piece of paper in front of me. Let's go through this. Okay. I'm give me a little direction. <laughs> okay. Well, here's what I want to do. I want to make a list of effective versus efficient because I need to write things out and make lists. That's how I how I like to operate. I, I learn a lot that way. So let's let's have some examples. If we could just spend a little more time on effective versus efficient and why there's a price to pay if we're not operating appropriately. Okay. Um Efficient. If we're looking at efficiency, um, we're oftentimes just climbing in our chair and starting our day with a to-do list from yesterday that wasn't done. And we don't really have any clear understanding of where we're going and we just begin doing Oftentimes we're doing the stuff that's easy, the stuff that's fun, the stuff that's not uncomfortable. Um, And that could be email, that could be texting. Um, It's definitely not calling a prospect oftentimes in the world of sales um, or a cold call if if that's something that people um, need to do for business. But we just begin spinning in our day. And then before you know it, it's time for a break if people allow themselves breaks. Sometimes it could be lunch. Every time the email thing goes ding on our um, computers or our phone makes some vibration or some some noise, we're immediately distracted to go over and take a look at that. And I kind of chuckle because my phone just made a noise as I said that in my ear. I received a text. <laughs> uh, so I find that I find that quite ironic. Um and no, I'm not getting off the phone to go check the text. <laughs> um, funny how those things happen. And then we have spun out of control. Maybe we, we, you know, we have made some movement. We've gone on appointments. We've talked to people. But but by the end of the day, we have no idea or very little idea of what we've accomplished, or now we have to work overtime because we've, oh, geez, we forgot to work on this project. It's effective is we sit in our day, down in our day, and maybe allow five to ten minutes to go through some daily planning steps because for every minute you plan, every single minute you spend planning, you gain four to ten minutes back in your day. If you begin to do the math and what that can give you back in the way of time, 30 minutes a day will give you a month, one working month a year. It's very simple. It's not magical math. You just you just multiply it out and it literally will give you 22 days of additional time in a year. So if you take five to ten minutes to plan and prioritize your day, 
prioritize your day according to high payoff activities. It's all about high, what is a high payoff activity. It's activity that drives income. In your business, it's going to drive some level of growth in business, oftentimes measured in dollars. In your personal life, it can be priceless. Um, we have a holiday coming up, you know, very shortly called Valentine's Day. That's a high payoff activity day. Not so much measured in the roses, but really, you know, that, that warm feeling at the end of an evening, you know, if, if we have a partner and we've spent some quality time with them. So high payoff activities, it's those things that really drive income. It could be that warm and fuzzy feeling. It can be a diploma from a college. It could be a paycheck. Whatever it's defined as, it, it, there's some payback to us. What we do is we look at our day and all of our scheduled appointments with people, and then we begin to schedule all those things that we need to do in a day. We schedule those around that. So instead of scratching our head wondering what's next and the next shiniest thing on the desk gets our activity, no, we actually have a plan of how we get through our day. We look at all the commitments going forward. What piece of something that I need to do next week, potentially if I have a light day, could I potentially start on that? We start with our goals. What are our seven-day goals? What piece of my, because my, there are seven days in a week, what one-seventh of that goal should I be working on today, business and personal? And we prioritize things and chunk them together. We don't wander from an email to a text to a project to a phone call back to an email, get up and go see somebody, come back, oops, I forgot to tell them, go back and see somebody. We, we chunk up our day. We schedule time to do emails. We schedule time to do phone calls. We can chunk up and let some text messages pile up a little bit and then answer all them back. We have a conference planner that, you know, we get a list of things going. Um, to, to talk to people. And we group um, all those communications together. And at the end of the day, we close out our day, we acknowledge our accomplishments, track our progress, the good, the bad, the not so the ugly. Um, we close out the day and then we're able to walk away and we don't have that feeling of, I have no idea what happened and I didn't get a doggone thing done. We can walk away and feel that we've accomplished days. We have one gentleman currently in our class right now. It's his second week and he's already regained one hour per day just with having learned about productivity and um, took to heart something that he learned, put it into motion and gained one full hour per day into his schedule. That's amazing. And it's it's a tangible hour he can prove and track. Can you imagine what his supervisor feels like? But he took a strategy, took it to heart, put a process in place and turned around his day. And it's a very, very hectic job he has. You can't ask for a happier man. Um, we are not expecting those results from everybody, but people do begin to get some control and some sanity around their day. Does that explain things? That does. That does. I was making a, a list. On one side, seems very effective. <laughs> On the effective side, I have 
five to ten minutes of planning before I begin my day, prioritizing high payoff activities. Personal life, uh, priceless. Saving an hour can mean an hour I can do something else with. Seven-day goals. And then on my other side of my sheet, I have efficient. I have climbing around in chair trying to figure out what I did yesterday. Um, going through the end day, spinning out of control, and at the end of the day, having no idea what you've accomplished. Now, that is something I think many of us can relate to. I know so mm-hmm. many solo practitioners who will have deadlines to meet or things are going on because... When you're responding to phone calls during the day, I've I've noticed this too, uh, working in firms, when there are emergencies and clients calling and emails coming in all day, you're putting out fires all day long and you're never getting out uh, things that need to get out. Let's say you've got a response to a summary judgment motion that's due two weeks from now and you have it on your list of things to do every day and it never seems to get done. And I'll tell you, Mary, what you taught me to do uh, which I will uh, very much thank you for is to have the to just go dark sometimes. So I have times in my day where I schedule and I'll go dark, and I I will get phone calls. I mean, just as we're on the program right now, um, I got an email from my receptionist about someone who called and wants to know where I'm meeting for a six o'clock uh, networking event at Chicago Kent. So I'm not responding to that person, but that person knows that I'll respond later in the day. So it seems to me like if we set things up with people where they know that we're not always available, uh, that's a good thing because through text, email, and other means, we almost anticipate and can picture people on the receiving end of our communications are getting all of our communications every time we send them. So going dark is something uh, I've found has been rather effective. Can you talk a little more about that? Well, it's it's time there's time to communicate and there's time not to communicate and the key to the time not to communicate is that you need to communicate that in other words you just don't drop off the face of the earth and not let people know and it's you know it's that that um there has to be um there has to be a commitment that there's focus on whatever it is that you need to do. You had mentioned some situations in the legal world. I very much understand that. I've had attorneys as clients. I understand stuff happens. We're not creating some utopia here. What we're doing is creating a foundation um, to where, you know, we understand crises happen. We understand life happens but it doesn't have to send your day spinning out of control. This is building some insulation in to be able to withstand those blows. Going dark is when you've got the sun can't go down without completing X, whatever that is. That could be five or ten minutes of something. That could be writing a long contract or whatever it is. But you communicate to people in advance, and the more in advance, the better, that from this time to this time tomorrow or today, um, I cannot be interrupted. The house can be on fire. The office can be on fire. That's when you can come and, and knock my door down and come and get me. But unless... You know that's the case, or you know my my partner's calling and something's happened to them or the kids or the parents. Literally, it's a life-threatening situation. It's uninterrupted. 
And the commitment there, though, is that the focus has to happen. We don't cheat and answer emails or texts. We really do commit to our entire focus, and it's amazing what we can get done during that time. It sounds like you've you've really gotten some some great results to that. The point is is that we really we don't abuse this time. We don't use it for escapes. We really, really use it only for those imperative action items where, um, you know, I always like to say the difference between April 14th and April 15th. You know, it's that um, April 15th can't become the 16th unless something went in the post office or the send button, you know, to the IRS. Um, That's what going dark is about. It's, um, It's really for those intense times of focus. And again, it's not to complete the project. If nothing else, it's to get a good start. Um, Mar- Mary, it's time for a break. Uh, I appreciate you so effectively answering the questions about going dark. We'll be back after a short break, and what I'll ask you to talk about a little bit is what happens when we embrace a lot of these wonderful uh you know, productivity tools and behaviors. We embrace them now, but what happens when we fall off the wagon? We fall back into our own habits. So that's my question for after the break. So for those of you who are just tuning in, you're listening to ALRPRA Law Talk Radio. We're going to bring you some law practice management resources, law practice management resources from the American Bar Association, the Chicago Daily Law Bulletin, and ALRPRA's Law Practice Management School. First, ababooks.org. Today's title of the day is Social Media for Lawyers, The Next Frontier. The world of legal marketing has changed, and the rise of social media with sites such as LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook, law firms are seeking their companies' attention with tweets, videos, blog posts, pictures, and online content. Social media is fast and delivers news at a record pace. Social media for lawyers, the next frontier, provides you with a practice goal-centric approach to using social media in your law practice that will enable you to identify social media platforms and tools that fit your practice and implement them easily, efficiently, and ethically. So again, that title from the ababooks.org is Social Media for Lawyers, The Next Frontier. Secondly, from the Chicago Daily Law Bulletin, the Chicago Lawyer Magazine, these are wonderful uh, wonderful periodicals and websites to sign up for for, daily, for up-to-date daily legal news from Chicago and around Illinois. Also, check out the Law Bulletin's blog, Attorneys in Transition, which offers advice and tips for those lawyers going through a career transition. It also hosts a monthly career seminar for lawyers in flux in their career. I write one of the weekly advice columns published in the Law Attorneys in Transition site, and on behalf of all the columnists, I invite you to visit the site, and I hope that you leave your comments at attorneysintransition.com. Third, the Law Practice Management School offers law practice management instruction and resources in the form of a workbook. Enroll in the webinars or simply buy the hands-on book. This nuts and bolts law instruction in law firm management, marketing, technology, and finance is great for new solo practicing attorneys. Email me, nick at alrpra.com for more information, and please include the Law Practice Management School in your subject line. Now a message from our final sponsor of the day. It's Credit Damage Expert. George Finder. Your credit score and reputation are valuable assets. If you suffer damage to your credit score, you should consider your damages. Credit damage expert George Finder is an expert who can put a dollar amount on damage to your credit score. 
George Finder is one of the only credit damage experts in the country, and the attorneys and plaintiffs who have retained his services have earned huge damage awards in various practice areas such as personal injury, employment law, family law, and general civil litigation. By learning to incorporate credit damage questions into the intake process, you and your staff will learn how to spot credit damage events worthy of retaining George Finder's credit damage analysis services. Available nationwide, credit damage expert George Finder is available for consulting on damage to credit reputation, and his website, full of resources, is www.creditdamageexpert.com. So again, creditdamageexpert.com to learn more about George Finder and his expert services. Now, back to our show. Let us remind our listeners to call in with any questions at any time, 917-889-9732, option one for the queue. Your questions and comments can also be submitted through the comments section at ALRPRA.com. If you have a programming topic or guest suggestion, please share that on our Facebook page. You can search Law Talk Radio under the Facebook search tab. Now back to Mary Erlaine. Mary, if we could finish the show out by, again, talking about what types of things we can do if we develop great behaviors, then fall off the wagon. Um, basically, it goes back to establishing some smart, um, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, timely, tangible goals. Well, one more time. I'm going to write these down, S-M-A-R-T. So we have... Specific. Specific. Measurable. Measurable. What gets measured gets done. Attainable. Attainable. Okay. Realistic. Realistic. Okay. And then timely and tangible. Timely and tangible. Thank you, Mary. Go on. What we do is is we'll set up a goal for the program. So six weeks, nine weeks. And we will guarantee that we will get people there. Otherwise, you know, halfway through, people are not um, achieving the results. We will give the money back. And it's kind of interesting. We haven't had to do that. But we will get you to the goals because everything that you learn will be applied directly um, and immediately to those goals. So we will set a business development and personal goal for people. Why? Because the things that we attain in our personal lives is going to give us the positive energy to be better performers in our business lives. If we're going to grow our business, we cannot stay the same. We need to develop some aspect of us to be better. Our company can't grow if we remain the same. We need to grow with the company. So that's why we have a business development and personal goal because they are linked. They are linked together. And that back to the horses, that's like getting three horses going together and pulling. So we um, will work with somebody in being able to attain those. Some of the results that we have gotten, if people have gotten an eight-to-one return on their investment in the program, we also will always measure, I call it, and and other LMI people call it PER, and that's P-E-R, not P-U-R-R, P-E-R. You know, how much are you worth per hour? You know, what have you, um, you know, what we, we measure in terms of time. You know, how many minutes per day have you 
just like our gentleman who just uh, found an hour in his day. He didn't find it. He designed it and planned it into his day. I like that. So we we won't measure things. Yeah, you cannot find time. We didn't lose it. We just didn't plan. And we let it go. It got away from us. Um, We can't make time. Somebody who gets more than 24 in a day, please call me and let me know how you do that. Oh, by the way, the ARC will want to talk to you, too, (laughs) if you're billing more than 24 hours in the day. That's happened before. (laughs) That's that's another show. But the results that we have gotten are, and and our favorite ones are the personal stories. There's one gentleman who, um, it was he and his partner, started off with um, two people in one cell phone store. Now they own well over 35 stores, several companies several buildings they all own and they all bring this right back to this very class that they started and have layered in that total person concept. And then everybody that they are developing within their organization are going through so the process. Um, the man is um, an extremely successful business owner who started back in, in 94 just in this exact program. Um, we have another, but we have another person who said, I became a better father and a better husband because he really realized, um, and that's not just a single individual. I've heard that more than once, but they focus their attention on their personal goal, on their families, and um, created those high payoff activities, created better relationships. You know, it. imagine the growth in him, himself in business when he had that kind of energy to feed off of from his family. I mean, we have an array. We have weight loss. We have all kinds of goals, but you know what? It's whatever's important to our participants. That's what we're going to be working on. The other thing that I want to jump in and mention is that there's when you have goals, this is just my personal observation, when I have goals on my, um, you know, I set mine in my outlook, I've got, well, I've got what I have to do during the day, um, and I make sure that I do it, and my billing sheet is also open, so I'm billing as I'm going, and I'll make I'll go back and look sometimes, and see did I did I bill is on the billing sheet what I intended to get done, and then I have even though it's you know it's just on on the billing sheet that for me is a tangible, um, measurable thing, so I can look at that as opposed to um, let's say other activities I've noticed uh, whether it's something like mowing the lawn I really enjoy things like that now because. I have a tangible product I can see when I'm done, uh, so we know that our you know the efforts are going somewhere. So at least that's that's what I do. So I, I kind of use my schedule, um, you know, similar to the my time and my billing sheet as I go along to sort of measure. So am I on the right track? Absolutely. And um, but what is that linking into in terms of an overarching goal for you? That could be um, exercise as one example. Um, we we had people that, and and they were hardly cheating, but on their exercise goal, they were counting all that snow removal last week. (laughs) And it was an easy, for anybody who was working out and had a seven-day goal, trust me, they had no problems, you know, attaining those goals or or a sum of minutes with the snowstorm last week. They had no problems. And no, it wasn't a snowblower. Um, (laughs) So, you know, it's, it's what first we need to ha- understand what is that north star in your goals you want to get to in your business development 
and personal life. First, we need to to figure out what those are, and then break those down into goals. And then we can break those down into weekly goals, and we can break those down into daily action steps. Guess what? February will come and go. But if we will hit the 28th, we're all going to get there, God willing. Exactly. Do, do we want to put some planning in place and be able to be, have measurable results? Or do we want to get to the 28th and turn around and go, what happened? How did I get here? Where did the month go? Right. Well, I guess then the uh, the thing to remember is to learn how to not say, where did the month go? So, Mary, people, how can they get a hold of you again? Can you give us some contact information? Um, my email is m like Mary dot Erlane E R L A I N at peak P E A K M like Mary S I dot com. That's M dot Erlane at peak M S I dot com. And then my phone, my cell phone is six three zero seven six eight one four two two. And I office out of Naperville, Illinois. Very good. Uh, thank you so much, Mary, for being on the show today. I appreciate your time. As always, Nick, thank you. All right. I'd also like to say thank you again to all of our listeners for tuning in to ALR PRA Law Talk Radio. I'd also like to thank today's sponsors. Number one, Marcus Harris of the technology law firm of Marcus Stephen Harris, LLC. Secondly, Nancy K. Ducharme of the law offices of Nancy K. Ducharme. Third, Mary Erlane of Peak Marketing Sales and LMI Riverside. Fourth, Jim Thompson of the Midwest Consulting Group and Get Clients Now program. And fifth, credit damages expert George Finder. We have some upcoming shows to tell you about, and of course, you can find upcoming show information at alrpra.com forward slash law talk radio. Uh, this Friday at 9.30, we have special Sahar Aziz from the Georgetown University Law School. We'll be back for part two of our discussion on the Egyptian Revolution. Also on that program, she will have uh, another guest who is... Uh, Mr. Amar Gahoo, I don't have his name, I'm sorry, in front of me right now, but he uh, is a journalist for the Al Arabi uh, News publication out of London. So that's going to be a great show again, 8.30 Central Time, 9.30 Eastern, this coming Friday morning. Also on February 14th, Valentine's Day, we have a Melissa Smart from the ARDC. She'll be back for part two where we'll be answering your questions for the ARDC. Again, we had part one. Uh, one of the days the snowstorm was beginning, so we decided to have a part two um, on questions answered. So again, by way of disclaimer, we want to remind you that this is a general information program, and the advice shared on this show does not constitute legal advice, and the results may vary based on your facts and location. Communication with attorney, guests, and callers on the show does not give rise to an attorney-client relationship, and if you need further legal assistance, you should always consult with an attorney in your area. This program is politically neutral and objective. Counterpoints to views expressed on our shows are always welcomed. ALRPRA Incorporated does not necessarily endorse the opinions expressed by guests on the show. Finally, callers remain confidential and all rights to this broadcast are reserved by ALRPRA Incorporated. These Law Talk Radio broadcasts are programmed to bring our attorney and non-attorney audiences the tips, tools, and practice area information they can use to be better informed practitioners and consumers of legal services. With guests and listeners located worldwide, we appreciate the opportunity to use this socially networked radio program to bring people together and share collective intelligence. This is Nick Augustine for ALRPRA Incorporated, and we thank you for your time. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.